Time out to mock the 2012 NBA draft. I'm Tim Roy for Warriors.com. Sean Kelly is joining us right now. He is the voice of the New Orleans Hornets. And as we start, Sean, let's let's talk about the, the last couple of months for the Hornets after what was a, a crazy offseason for you guys. Can you sum up the, the last year, if you will, of uh, what's going on with, with the franchise? Gosh, I, you know, I always, I always tell somebody, uh, you know, somebody's going to write the book. Uh, somebody has got to write the book and maybe dated back to Hurricane Katrina and forward because there's never been a dull moment uh, since 05. And then many would argue that, you know, there's never been a dull moment since George Shin got the franchise initially back in the late 80s in Charlotte. But even if you just take the last year in itself, going from league ownership uh, to now, you know, what will be the, the Tom Benson family, uh, the ownership change has certainly had its problems. But in in, in there, you've had... Uh, the ability to reach 10,000-plus season tickets in a lockout offseason. Then you moved a franchise player in Chris Paul, first one way apparently and then back another direction to finally have that situation uh, settle itself right before training camp starts. And then even with pieces involving that trade, massive injuries throughout a shortened uh, NBA season. So it's been a wild ride that ended up, uh, into a uh, premature end of the season, as many Hornets fans would say. Uh, and then you go into the draft lottery, and with even just a less than 14% chance, uh, the Hornets had the balls drop right to uh, to get the uh, number one overall pick. And here they stand with now not only the number one pick, but the number 10 pick as well. New ownership taking over probably in the month, this month of June. And then finally... Uh, some stability and then new pieces to the franchise going into what will be a, what we'll quote unquote call a regular NBA season that starts in October. Sean, obviously, like the Warriors, health is something that the, the Hornets need in this upcoming season. But if you were looking at their needs basketball wise on on the floor, uh, what would they be? Well, certainly, I think they need to figure out what, what their front line positions and personnel are going to be. Because of Chris Kamen's situation, the same with Carl Landry, those are question marks. You did get a much improved Jason Smith throughout the season, so there is a, uh, a power forward piece there that is more than serviceable in my eyes. Point guard seems to remain a little bit of a question mark to a lot of folks, but I thought that Jared Jack did enough to perhaps earn himself one of those 30 starting spots in the league at that position. And then Eric Gordon's restricted free agency uh, certainly is – is, is going to be one to watch because while Gordon is going to look around, as he should, the Hornets do have the final say. They can match any offer. So one has to wonder or not if two-guard is truly a question mark at this point. The one thing that is a question mark, though, is depth of the guards. And while Gravis Vasquez did have a nice year, uh, is he the backup point guard that you want? And the other issue is Marco Bellinelli's free agency this summer. Would you bring him back, or would you look to go younger to put somebody behind possibly an Eric Gordon? So at the moment, I would say it's depth of the five, and certainly you, you can always use an extra wing player, and then certainly the Hornets will look to shore up their guard position. What's the uh, status right now of uh, Mecca Okafor? At this moment, uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about it. I know this, that there was some specialists to be seen even at the end of the season. But I think that they're, at this moment, expecting Emeka Okafor to come back at full strength in October. That may play into the draft a little bit. It also may play into possible trade scenarios as he would be a piece or others would be pieces, depending on um, whom you're able to draft 
uh, not necessarily at the one spot, but perhaps more importantly at the 10 position in the first round. Because it seems, you know, as you're talking about the roster, you know, even a guy like uh, Trevor Ariza, uh, Gustavo Ione, uh, uh, Bellinelli, Gordon. Uh, well, Gordon, I think, is a, is a really, really good player and, and maybe a special player, and he's just, you know, we just tapping the surface, so to speak, in his first couple of years in the, in the league. But there's a lot of good role players on this roster, like Jared Jack and and, and people like that, so that if, if uh, this number one pick is what people think he's going to be, and if they're able to add, this could, this could be a team that could make a big jump next year. I, I certainly agree with you, Tim. I really do. And, and this is, I'm not saying that this is a team that's going to be competing for the Western Conference Finals, but I think this is a team that gets into the at least the postseason fray uh, quickly, you know, maybe as early as next year. And, and then, then I think that you're in a position with a guy um, like a Davis, perhaps, that we may discuss here shortly, uh, but also with another young guard to go along with these role players you're discussing and further development of an Ione or a Smith, that now you have a team not only with some star power, franchise-changing players, but also depth. I mean, if you look at the San Antonio Spurs and some of the other teams that are still alive right now, their depth really truly is the difference that has separated themselves from the rest of even the, the, you know, the playoff pack. They're in that Final Four. And, and again, I keep circling back to San Antonio, but when you can run guys out there and that second five uh, that San Antonio has, is good enough to perhaps find starting spots in other squads, I think you're a championship contender. The Hornets are not anywhere close to that. I'm not insinuating that, but I'm more alluding to what you just said, and that is you already have a core of good role players that now if you get a couple of frontline guys, now you have that depth that, that you're searching for and, and trying to win the West. Okay, Sean, here we go. Uh, you get to go to the podium and with the uh, first pick of the 2012 NBA draft. The Hornets select Anthony Davis, University of Kentucky. There you go. That was uh, probably the easiest pick you'll ever get. I think. <laughs> I think so. I think that clearly, and again, you know, I, I I'm always speaking from the broadcast booth here, but I think clearly there there is a a clear number one, and then I think there's everybody else in this draft right now. I I'm hoping that those who have seen Mr. Davis play more than I have are correct in saying that he is the, the real deal and and, uh, and has this uh, cadre of uh, talent uh, that is compre- comparable to the uh, Marcus Cambys and Derek Roses and others that have been thrown out there and trying to compare him to somebody. So we'll see. You never really know. I know this. He's going to have to bulk up to play at this level. Uh, but certainly uh, it's a guy that comes highly recommended and, and hopefully he's a can't-miss at number one. Yeah, everybody says he's a franchise changer, so hopefully uh, things are on the uptick in New Orleans. Sean, always a pleasure, my friend, and you have yourself a, a great offseason, and we'll be calling you back uh, to mm-hmm. the with the second pick of the Hornets in the lottery, so stay prepared. I will, and best of luck to you all, and I look forward to number 10. So there you go, Anthony Davis of Kentucky going to the Hornets. No big surprise there. We'll continue to mock the draft here at Warriors.com. Coming up, the second pick of the 2012 draft. And for that, that's, of course, the Charlotte Bobcats. We'll have that in our next update. We're mocking the 2012 NBA draft 1 through 14 through the lottery. I'm Tim Roy for Warriors.com.